Hey, 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 it's Theo J and welcome to The Motion, a debate podcast which sees two guests with conflicting opinions engage in an intellectual tug of war to sway my vote to their side of the motion. From music to society, culture to sports, the topic may vary from week to week, but one thing is always guaranteed. Your emotions will be set in motion. Still on Battle of the Goats, still on TV, but the Real Housewives franchise is so iconic, it deserved its own episode. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills versus Real Housewives of Atlanta. We'll also be zooming in on Real Housewives of Atlanta and looking at Kenya versus Nini. We're discussing some of the storylines that happened on the show and therefore have to include these warnings of domestic abuse, sexual abuse, drug abuse and death by suicide. Atlanta versus Beverly Hills. Who is going to take the crown or the peach or the... What even do they have on Beverly Hills? Of course, I'll be representing Atlanta and we have Buzz and Shiraz taking it up for Beverly Hills. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills is the best because one, it addresses real themes, real life issues. They don't constantly go on about how much money they have because we see it. It's got real family drama. The connection it has with this audience is unmatched, unparalleled. And the seasons just get going from the get-go. There's no lagging around. Atlanta changes what we see a housewife as. We see strong women. They're more than housewives. Candy has her businesses. Nene in herself is just a storm. I don't think any housewife franchise has a Nene equivalent. Secondly, you see the come up. Sheree, she didn't know what season <laughs> her tracksuits were coming out in. But then you see her go from that to her house. Chateau Sheree. And lastly, the memes it's given us. Who said that? I don't even know where to start. God with the wind, fabulous. It's iconic. I spent my life quoting Roa. Like, I don't even need to know English watching Roa because it gives me enough vocabulary. And that is why it's the best. And I'd like to see you come for it. If you're talking about memes, have you not seen Taylor and the cats? So what? No. There's so many memes of Erica about her being unbothered. They're not universal memes though. You still have to watch the show. Fair enough. Like you have iconic moments on Atlanta. And I guess more people do know about Atlanta than they do know about Beverly Hills. But if you're a Beverly Hills watcher, you would know, goodbye, Kyle. <laughs> also, we have Lisa, Lisa Vanderpump. Yeah. I wouldn't say she was equivalent to nini just a little bit less but she's quite good she's witty she's british and you have to be quite smart to understand her shade to me she brings what nini brought brought to atlanta and when she left again as when nini left the show was not as impactful and as dynamic without her she is a staple piece you're talking about businesses lisa has multi-million dollar businesses you have adrian who okay she was born into money but at the end of the day they owned the palms casino for goodness sake in los angeles they had a basketball team that they owned the sacramento kings it is really exciting and it's nice to see the lavish live but i feel like Roa is just such a good balance with the real and the money. Candy, she's got loads of money. She's an actress. She's on The Masked Singer. Her bags are just infinite. And you still feel like she's your homegirl. You still can connect with her. I don't think I'm ever going to meet Lisa Vanderpump or Lisa Vanderpump equivalent, but I feel like I can meet Candy. That's a lie because you went to private school. (laughs) That is irrelevant. And secondly, you mentioned the drama. Beverly Hills, there's definitely entertainment there. There definitely is. But I just feel like a lot of the drama is very... There are people dying, Kim. Do you know what I mean? Like, that reunion when 
one of the biggest reunion moments was returning a teddy bear that someone gave to someone's grandson. And then this girl, Lisa Redder, starts crying. Like, what? How is that your reunion? I'm gonna have to completely disagree with your point. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills touches real themes. It talks about drug addiction. It talks about domestic violence. It talks about suicide. It talks about um, bankruptcy. It talks about fraud. What's the biggest storyline about Real Houses of Atlanta, oh, I'm richer than you. I'm richer than you. Okay, Apollo went to prison for fraud. And the rape allegation. But I'll tell you now, you see families actually feuding on this show. They can't even pretend for the cameras. You have, like, Kathy Hilton, who refuses to speak to her sister because she's exposing truths about their lives on national TV. And you're just like, this is crazy. Also, Beverly Hills, like, they have household names that you know, like Hilton. They don't have the Hilton. Like, Richards and stuff though, like that. Do they? they do this season. <laughs> This season they have the Hilton. Kathy is coming for the latest season. She's on the show. We even have Chris Jenner come in. Everybody could relate to Kim and Kyle fighting. If you have siblings or if you have sisters, you can relate to that. What can you relate to with Real House of Atlanta? Kenya twirling around saying, Go with the wind, fabulous. Or Kenya flirting with someone else's husband. Mm hmm. Disrespecting the sanctity of marriage. I think you raised fantastic points about the drug abuse and the sister rivalry and the family. All really fantastic points. And I, I'm not going to trash a point that's fantastic. So I'll clap for that. But I'm not going to take away from Roa, okay? You see daddy issues. You see daddy issues both in the present and the past. Nini, for example, has issues with her father and that reunion when she breaks down and they have to walk her off. You see Kenya, Kenya's mom, like, doesn't acknowledge her existence. You see her go to the house, call for her mum, and her mum is literally not answering the door. It's heartbreaking. There's, there's issues and they come up. But maybe not in such an obvious way. I'd say the drama doesn't really focus around the issues as much, but you still get to see them. Even with the last season with Drew and her... I can't 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 speak on the last season because it would just destroy my whole debate. There's a couple of seasons of Atlanta that you really can't speak of because that's how dry they are, especially after Nini left. In comparison, Beverly Hills has only had one dry season. Let's talk about that. To be fair, the season that Nini left, that was the rape allegation season. And that season was quite intense. Even people who don't watch Rowan know about that season. Because it was crazy. They had never seen anything like it. A rape allegation on TV. Crazy. People can also say the thing about the whole Taylor and her husband. It came out he was beating her on the show. And then subsequently killed himself if that happened today it would be catastrophic that's kind of crazy they've had domestic abuse and suicide but respectively isn't that a bit too much for a bit of sunday night watching it wasn't because it was real it was the real you see this girl and you see her like falling after this her husband and we're just like oh my gosh her life was insane she settled the lawsuit by giving how many birkins and her engagement ring like they didn't have to exchange money she just gave assets it's crazy now when this new season comes out Erica, her husband, is going through one of the biggest lawsuits ever because at the end of the day, he's been allegedly stealing from people who are victims of Boeing crashes. Like, do you know how crazy that is? That's a real life issue. This isn't Drew making up the fact that some pastor or prophet... <laughs> or where he calls himself or claims to with be. Latoya who is a YouTube star. There's no YouTube stars on Real House of the Beverly Hills. How can you be fighting with a YouTube star? I'm not talking about them. We're not talking about that season. You're not going to do this to Atlanta. 
They're recovering. It's, it's been a pandemic. They're just trying to get back on their feet. I'm just going to discard this season. Remember when Brandy brought up Adrian and Paul's allegedly, allegedly, let me not get in trouble. Yeah. Bravo weren't allowed to air the scene because they had an injunction. That's what you call money speaking. Family okay? versus a network. All you saw was the argument and then the scene just cut. Like nothing else was allowed to. And then you just see the reaction. You don't see what Brandy actually says. So you had to go yeah. Google to find out what she said. Google it guys, because at the end of the day, we don't want the motion to be. Tell me and I'll bleep it out. Okay, allegedly she said Adrian didn't want that information out there. And so she put an embargo on Bravo and they weren't allowed to air that. Or every reference to it, it's crazy. I mean, fair enough about the behind the scenes being dramatic, but what you just told me is not a big deal at all. And it brings me back to my, there's people dying Kim thing. A lot of it is just small things blown out of proportion because the people have money. To round this up, we're gonna do a shade off. You'll bring the most iconic one-liners from Beverly Hills, good luck. Me from Roa. And then most explosive moments, most explosive reunions. Let's start with one-liners. Lisa Vanderpump's, her taglines are forever iconic. You can feed me to the wolves, but I'll return leading the pack. I love dogs, but I'm not crazy about bitches. So I would say Lisa Vanderpump, throughout all the franchises, consistently had the best opening lines. I mean, okay, but are you going to say that in real life? But you are going to say... Close your legs to my neck. <laughs> you are gonna say, who gonna check me, boo? Even smaller ones like Mendy saying, Mr. Lindsay Lohan's daddy. <laughs> You're laughing because it's hilarious. It's iconic. There's some like iconic moments. Like when Brandy said to Kim Richards, at least I don't do crystal meth in the bathroom all night long. Or when like Kim Richards said to Lisa Renner, why don't you have a piece of bread? Maybe that'll calm you down because everyone knows Lisa Renner's really thin. The morally corrupt Faye Resnick. This lady, right, she, she calls herself a witch, practices witchcraft. Then you have one Christian Latino lady called Joyce who's there and they get into a fight and the next day her husband turns ill and she was like, you put a hex on my husband. You're like, <laughs> you're like, what? And she was like, no, I did not. If I wanted to, I was like, whoa, 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 if you want. But absolutely nothing in anywhere, Real Housewives of Atlanta or life can come for Phaedra's read to Kenya at the reunion. You don't know if your baby daddy will be an ex-murderer or a child molester. But what you will know is what you will know. But what you will know is that he needed $10 to get him a medium-sized pizza so he ejaculated in a cup so you can have a kid. Now, now check, check that, that. boo. Oh! Now we can do reunions. <laughs> this is where Atlanta might win because, like, Beverly Hills doesn't really have that many. But can I be honest with you? For me, Beverly Hills... The episodes are better than the reunion. Whereas with Atlanta, the reunion are better than the whole series. Atlanta, they've watched it back, heard all the shit that everyone's saying. They've had now time to plan what they're going to say. With Beverly Hills, they've said their worst on the show. So it's just like, okay. I will say though that the reason why I have not really delved into Beverly Hills is because the reunions look really, as I said, like I was just laughing at that teddy bear, like return, and the fact that she had to walk off because her friend gave, or ex-friend gave her a teddy bear back. And I was just like, this is pathetic. In Roa, people walk off because someone's put a wand in their face and they've dragged them onto the floor. Or when they break down about their father. 
or when someone accuses them of being a freaking rapist, as Candy said. So it's just not really leveling up for me. And I will say the reunions are like a great eye into the show. Atlanta, right? We all wait for the reunion. Beverly Hills will wait for the show to start. Let's not get it twisted. We didn't even talk about that when Lisa Vanderpump hired Sheena, who was the girl that Brandy Glanville's husband cheated on her, her with. Oh my hired God. her as a staff and then gave them a TV show and put them on the TV show to basically say F you to Brandy. Now there's a whole Vanderpump Rules show based around Sheena cheating on Brandy Glanville's husband. I mean, The Real Housewives is a point of escapism. The whole concept about the show is seeing rich people living lavishly and the drama that comes with it. That was the concept of the show. I believe that Real Housewives of Beverly Hills fits the whole purpose of that show completely. The fact that they're rich and they live extravagantly, but there's aspects of realism that carries the show along. Real Housewives of Atlanta, it can seem a bit contrived at times. It's all about social class, how much someone earns. Okay, people being annoying with your husband, but I'm also thinking that like, if you watch how Brandy flirted with Ken, they were so secure in their marriage that it just became banter. The story, the real, things about marriages led to divorce, i.e. Kelsey Grammer cheating on his wife, having a full family in New York while she's in Beverly Hills, filming it, flew her to New York as she was about to step out of the limo saying that, oh yeah, I'm filing for divorce. And then she has to now walk a red carpet with a smile on her face after receiving that news. What's even worse about that situation was Camille found out that he had another woman because she went to the building and the guard said to her, he was like, where are you going? And she was like, I'm going upstairs. And he was like, who are you? And she was like, I'm Mrs. Grammar. And he was like, you're not Mrs. Grammar. Mrs. Grammar's upstairs. Can you imagine? He's your husband. And for me, that is real marital drama. I think for me, if we're going to go on the premise of, you know, what the purpose of the Real Housewife franchise is, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills does that. They all know how to do things properly. You're not going to turn up to an event, there's no food, Kenya. If I'm going on a private jet, we're all going, we're going on, a, on private a private jet. jet. It's not half goes, half not. Um, it's because they have the resources to do that. They're not trying to be something that they're not. Everybody knew, like, Kyle was, she wasn't nowhere near as, as rich as the others, but she was honest about it. On Atlanta, I don't think you would have that. You know, you would have Sheree pretending to still have as much, but in the meantime, she hasn't even painted outside of Chateau Sheree. Completely understand your points that you've made today. And I say what you've done is actually bring a lot more awareness to Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Mm -hmm. And I say ways to get awareness is through memes, which Vera just ticks. It's through explosive reunions, which Vera just ticks. And it's like, what's the point of all the drama being there if I don't even know it's there? You spoke a lot about the wealth. And I just say that with Roa, the character development that we see is pretty amazing. Like, even if we talk about Sheree, Portia, to go from this submissive housewife to what she is now. Pause. I'd just like to state that this was recorded before the news of Fallon, Simon and Portia came out. Return. Sex positive. Now she's raising her child, like, pretty much, like, alone. Obviously, Dennis is there. But just the contrast is crazy. And you see that development. And the show allows you, you step into it and allows you to grow into something. We see Candy, who's just... A boss. I think there's just so much variety. No two housewives are the same. It's going through a dark phase at the moment, but the ethos of the show is still there. Back to the A. It's Kenya versus Nini debating the side of ugh, 
Kenya, there is no one else I could have had this debate with. Our friendship is pretty much sponsored by the Real Housewives of Atlanta. It's Mary, and of course I am riding for my girl, Nini, because who else is there to ride for? Let's go. The minute she came on this show, she stole the show. She's crazy, she's outlandish, she's quick-witted and she's slick. And she can make you look very stupid, so she's hard to go against. Even Nini says she's great for the show. And she literally has the best moments on the show, especially as like a catalyst for all the drama. The pillow talk fight, Porsche reunion iconic drag, that massive fight in Miami with Tammy's nephew that the whole house was scared of. A great catalyst for that lake near near. The list goes on. She's iconic and she's one of the few housewives that could really go head to head with Nini in the, arg in the argument and that really bothers Nini. Let's be real, the amount of times Nini and Kenya have back-to-backs, Kenya will silence her. I think one reunion should call Nini a white woman in drag. Silence. Where do I even start from with Nini? She is a Cinderella story. Started off as a stripper in Athens and she owns that. She comes on as a wife, but when she knows that she's not receiving what she deserves, she leaves Greg, she begins to flourish. She's on Cinderella in Broadway. She's on Glee. She went to get that Donald Trump check. You really see the growth from where she started from to where she is now, even the wig growth. Now my issue with Kenya is that she never owns her stuff. All the time she had come from people's marriages, Portia's marriage, Phaedra's marriage, but when it's her, it's no one knows what I'm dealing with. Kenya, more hair care. Kenya, more hair care. Yeah, it was great TV, but she justified it by saying, if you take a shot at me, I'm going to come back with a machine gun. But it was only a couple seasons earlier that she told Nini not to bring a gun to a knife fight. So it's just a hypocrisy for me. I can't do it. Okay, on the topic of hypocrisy, Nini versus Kenya, I'm so sorry, um, Nini is the bigger hypocrite, okay? At least Kenya, at times, does recognise her mistakes. We've seen her apologise countless times to Candy, to Cynthia, even with Portia, I believe, in the past, that like, she does realise when she's been wrong. Nini, on the other hand, can be very ignorant. Instead of saying sorry, she'll shout louder than the other person in the conversation and leave it at that, or she'll storm off. I'm just thinking, I can't think of a time when I've seen Nini genuinely own something she's done or genuinely apologise. When she went on her apology tour. Oh, come off it. She had no friends. No one liked her. She saw how ostracised she was. She thought she was the queen and no one was talking to her. That's why she went on that little tour around Atlanta. To me, it was nice to see, especially given the fact that what Greg was going through. Do you know how hard that must be? Cancer. Yeah, cancer amongst the fact yeah. that you're having marital problems and then they have cancer so if you were prepared to leave them before you can't and another thing i think needy tends to give people everyone who comes on the show a chance until they show her something whereas kenya she just starts on people how, how many episodes had she been in before she got mad about miss usa and then also if things are going well for people ruining cynthia's engagement Making fun of her wine bar? Okay, that was definitely not intentional. Oh, Mary, come on. No, she's <laughs> playful. It's not like a vindictive coming for them. She sees something that's not right, maybe someone's wig or the outfit. It's just cheeky and pettiness. The show thrives on stuff like that. Bringing the cookie lady was vindictive. And Tad is not even a real person. <laughs> she doesn't even have a peach. And you want to ruin her marriage. <sighs> well, why? Because yours is not going well, Kenya. <laughs> she's evil.
<laughs> no, she's not. Tanya came about her wig, and Kenya just simply brought that cooking lady to the show. The cooking lady had already spilled the beans, so it was going to come out one way or another. Wig versus marriage destroyed. <laughs> like, come on, let's get on the same level here. What are some of your favourite Kenya reunion moments? Where do I even start? First of all, iconic. For a loudspeaker, she brings props, you know, she's theatrical. She puts on a great show. She brought the fan. She sung. You think I'm ghetto? I think I'm fabulous. Who else is doing that? One thing I will say. Nobody has ever been read in the history of reading. You know what's coming. Iconic. I love my girl, but I'm sorry. That was... <laughs> but what you Medium-sized pizza. <laughs> that has to be her worst, but also one of her best moments. Because... That has gone down in history, okay? She had nothing to say. And it was Phaedra. But with Nini's reunion moments, I mean, where is your scooter, Kim? <laughs> this girl is delusional. This ain't Phaedra. This ain't Phaedra. This ain't Phaedra. <laughs> she owns them. I best believe she's never been owned by Phaedra. But she's been owned by Kenya. And you know what? Phaedra is a tricky one. She's not the queen, but hands down one of the best readers on that show. Kenya's in the Hall of Fame for that. It's an L, but it's also a W. All right, I like how you spun that one around. You know? <laughs> it's not a reunion moment. It's when she was insulting. Claudia's Bob. <laughs> and she was like, whoop. <laughs> They're all like, what's wrong with a Bob? And it's just the fact that we just something that there's actually nothing wrong with it. Nini is comedy, though. I will give that to her. She's absolute comedy. And that's another thing. I think with Nini, yes, okay, you want to see her in the shade matches. But even aside from that, she's just hilarious as a whole. But I don't think Kenya really gives us funny moments like that. A lot of it is catty, it's vindictive, but just in terms of being funny, like, I don't... Is she funny? Kenya was fighting Sheree and she said, that tired ass Mama Joyce wig. <laughs> the girl's too quick. She, she has some funny moments. Nini's event, she came with the butt pads and the lace outfit. When she was making fun of Phaedra, that was hilarious. Yeah, but it's it's always in shade, like always. Hold on to your weaves. That was fun. I think it was like her first season on the show. They were all on the speedboat, and she was driving it. She was like, "Hold on to your weave." Cute moment. She she has fun. And also, like, <laughs> Kenya is delusional. It won't Mark doesn't want her. You know, I love to watch my compilation videos. And I just feel like every single thing that she has clowned someone for in the past, it comes back to her. Portia being a mouse with Cordell, she was a mouse with Mark. That's a fair point. But also Nini, you know, was being a bit ignorant and arrogant too. When she was on the come up, okay, she could not wait to tell anybody about how rich she was. Like how broke they were and how they weren't going anywhere. And then, you know, her TV show's dried up. Bravo doesn't want her right now. <laughs> Karma came back for her too. I mean, it's a cautionary tale, isn't it? But at the same time, when Nini was telling us how rich she was, she was giving us memes. She actually was. Not a white refrigerator. When you're looking at quotables, when you're looking at humour, I think the good outweighs the bad with Nini. But with Kenya, not so much. Everyone's saying she has these great moments, but a lot of people are resting on like, the history of Nini. Like, in the later seasons, she wasn't giving that old Nini energy that we all love. I think Kenya's really come around, and she's been quite consistent. Nini had a big drop for me. That's a very fair point, but I'm just going to lend that to the age piece, man. you got to retire at some point, do you know what I mean? And if we talk about not being up with the times, 
the bow low. <laughs> okay, okay. Before you carry on, let me just say, remember this is a reality TV show. And what do we want? We want a bit of drama. We want things to be talked about. We want something to carry this along. And that, she did that. But make your point, make your point. If this was a few seasons ago, right? People would care so much. They'd be doing everything to find out. They'd be recording, etc. They'd be doing everything. But the times that we're in, no one cared. No one cared on the show. No one cared off the show. And she just ended up looking really dumb. <laughs> Even if you look at the history of Kenya and Portia and the fact that Kenya couldn't get to Portia, that scene where Portia's like, yeah, I am everybody. I am everybody. And Candy, Kenya's girl was even riding for Portia. It was just like, you don't have that power anymore. But she plays her role well. She's fun, but also kind of a villainy character, which... A show like that does need, without Kenya, who's like the opposition. She's good for like competition and tit-for-tat pettiness. The booty video with Phaedra, that was a fun tit-for-tat storyline. And then the more mana versus Chateau Charest. Nah, you're right. And to be fair, it's great to watch. But if you look at the context, it's all so unprovoked. (laughs) But I think if we're talking about icons... If we're talking about goats, I just have to stick with my girl, Anifi Leaks, man. When they were all at the therapy and they sent a video to Nini because she left. You think they're doing that for Kenya? <laughs> they're not. They're not doing that for Kenya. Because Kenya has beef with too many people. Not enough people would be on side to make a video saying sorry to Kenya. Let's be real. I'll say at one point, Nini would have been great to battle with. But in the later seasons, she would just shout. And that's just not that great to watch. It's just her shouting and walking off. When she was fighting with Portia and her bun kept coming undone. That was hilarious to watch. I had a quick question. Season one. If Kenya had joined in that season, how do you think it would have gone? You know what? We'd be having a very different conversation. Mm. But I don't even think Kenya, unfortunately could have joined in that season because she only got a husband in the last. Because Real Housewives, it wasn't a family show, but it was a family reality TV show. You really saw the behind the scenes, even if you look at Kim and Saweetie. And I think now, and where they're failing, is that it's just like love and hip-hop. It's just drama between ladies. I think where people actually started falling out of love with Nene is when humility was out the window. Before that, we saw her relationship, how she raised Brent, her relationship with her other son, who's a delinquent, you know, getting arrested and all of that. And I think the flaw started to show where it was no longer about I'm a good mother, I'm a good wife, a good friend. It was just all about my pool and that kind of stuff. But I also think she's had the opportunity to show us more. She was on the show a lot earlier. She had the husband and the kids. Kenya got all of that stuff like later. That's the nature of the show, honey. Yeah, that's yeah, that's true, that's a fair point. <laughs> I will say my favourite times is actually when they get along. Same. That reunion which had Kim versus Kenya, Nini and Candy. That was beautiful. They were unbeatable. <laughs> Remember when um, it was, I think season 10, they were all on holiday and they did the fashion thing. So it was Tanya versus Marlo. And then Tanya called Nini sunglasses like the low end or something like that. And she's like, you're a little ignorant, Tanya. And I'm like, girl, <laughs> come on. <laughs> Both Nini and Kenya, what I like about them, you know, they throw their shade, they make it very petty, but they both have, like, this level that they just won't go below. They don't play too dirty. There's definitely not Phaedra things. Remember when Phaedra had, like, Nini's step or half-sister? 
Nina was like, no, you, you can't play dirty you like that. You can never win when you play dirty. <laughs> you can never win. <laughs> Fader did too much. <laughs> and you know what? I feel like they don't really lie, Nini and Kenya. I think you're right, but I think Kenya lies less than Nini. Yes. Nini actually moves a bit. Like when she told Portia what Candy said, but she was denying that she did that. <laughs> I have to say, Kenya doesn't lie. And it works to her favour because you just can't out her for something that didn't happen. Kenya comes correct. And also, you said about Kenya being jealous. Nini is very jealous too, okay? Exalts. Okay, first, she does not like, really like the other housewives getting shine or more shine than her. Because for a while it was just Nini, like she was on different networks. And especially when Candy was blowing up, she did not like that at all. Even Candy was saying, no, I'm embedded in your brain. I'm everywhere. You're going to keep seeing me. She's jealous. Okay. I think her jealousy is different, though. It comes from a state of, like, I am the longest standing housewife, right? Mm. And I need my flowers for that. It's there for sure. Whereas Kenya is just like, my marriage sucks. Oh, you have a husband. (laughs) My kid was never going to marry Kenya. So why mess that up? I can't. It makes me shake. The energy genuinely makes me shake. Wow, that's extreme. Because I'm just like, even the Apollo stuff, like, let's say Apollo wasn't a fraudster and a crazy psycho. She'd still be wrong for that. Like, she'd still be wrong before flirting with someone else's husband, jumping in the pool with them. That was out of I'll give you that. I have a point for you, though. Okay, go on. I will say to Kenya, one thing she's never done is call her best friend's husband. Uh, Kenya would never. The conversation does not stop here. Follow us on Instagram at TheMotion underscore. Tweet us your thoughts at TheMotionPod underscore. Send us an email, TheMotionPodcast at gmail.com. And listen to our radio show every Sunday live on Wizard Radio from 5pm. Be blessed, stay safe and have a wonderful week.